Good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, goodness, January 14th, 2021. And this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way re- meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been uh, studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. Um, If you have any questions, you can click the Contact Me button, send an email or call and leave a message. We'll get back with you as quick as we can and hopefully get you on the right track and get all your questions answered. Also, if you hit the Radio Shows tab at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. Got over 460 shows up there now. You can share the, any one of them via email or social media, or you can listen to them on your computer, or if you download the Android or iPhone app, you can take them with you anywhere you go that you have Internet access and listen on your phone in excellent audio quality, all free of charge. The only thing you ever pay for on our site is the products, and those support you, the show as well as your health, which is the most important thing. So we encourage you to take advantage of that. And uh, scroll down a little further, you'll see information about the shows we do, when they're on, how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to our Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the chat room. And um, just so you'll know, uh, there was a little bit of a glitch at the beginning of the show. Uh, once I started the streaming software and got the show going... I checked the settings, and of course, the software had be having a mind of its own. It changed the settings and was streaming to the wrong place. Um, so anyway, I had to stop the program, restart it, but the uh, recording of the show will be live and complete, and it'll be on the replay page uh, about a half hour after this show's over. But um, yeah, there was a little hiccup there. I forgot to check it before we started, and for some reason, I don't know what it is, this thing just comes up with its own it does what it wants to do (laughs) and it never fails it'll change things and i'll forget to check it and it'll mess everything up but anyway we're back live now and as far as i know i'm going to check the live feed here again make sure everything is working right the way it should and yep looks like we're good and everything's cranking along the way it should be and being that today is thursday um our normal thursday guest and today's no different uh is uh, mike gaddy so in just a minute, I will be tracking along and getting him on the line. I have to check something here real quick. Um, I think, yeah. Oh, goodness. Getting everything set up for cleaning up the screen, getting the chat room where I can see it. And we will see if we can't get Mr. Gaddy on the line. If I can find his listing in here. 
things never stay where they're supposed to. Let's switch over to calls. Maybe that'll help. There he is. Oops. Never fails. This goofy Skype. You go to click on something and it moves on you. And you end up with the wrong, I almost called John Cassera. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. You have one ringy dingy here in a second. Here we go. One Hi, ringy. Jim. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Ah, fair to Midland. How about yourself? Oh, I'm just uh, cruising along, just enjoying everything. I'm seeing all the craziness and everything that's going on. There's such so much weird stuff going. You know, the uh, Congress ran through a, a, probably the fastest impeachment in history yesterday. Uh, absolutely no evidence, uh, but we're just going to impeach them because we don't like them. <laughs> and uh, well, Jim, yeah. I believe there's uh, there's. Uh, something different going on with that but uh you know we can get into that if you like <laughs> yeah i think it might be kind of fun um one of the things that um i was hearing you know uh, mitch mcconnell is saying that they're not going to get a chance to do anything trial wise until after the inauguration and at that point supposedly according to several legal scholars um once trump's out of office if that actually happens um they can't impeach him because he's no longer president. He's a private citizen. I thought I had heard at one time or another that someone was impeached after they were out of office. Because I know there was talk at one point about impeaching Hillary Clinton, so she can't run again uh, for the you know basically for the same kind of reasons they're trying to do it. Um, but they were going to impeach her for all the crap that she did in, as Secretary of State um, and. But I thought I had heard somewhere that someone had been impeached uh, after they were out of office in the past, but supposedly everybody on TV last night was saying that wasn't the case. So I was curious if you happened to remember or knew one way or the other uh, whether I was mistaken or if I actually my memory was working properly. Do you know of anyone? Well, Jim, I do not know of anyone who was impeached after uh, being uh and you know, uh, mm -hmm. after Leaving they left office, office I, I'm not aware of that. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing about the Constitution, the Constitution leaves impeachment in the hands of Congress. Right. So, so if Congress goes to Article One, Section Eight, Clause Eighteen, and says that it's necessary and proper for them to do so, then they can uh, make their own rules. That would be true. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, just trying to dig through my trusty little constitution here. But I should have done this sooner, but I've had another show that I was doing earlier, <laughs> so I didn't get anything done. Right. But, uh, yeah, well, we'll have to, that'll be something to look into. Um, the other thing that's interesting is my the sources I'm hearing from several different sources are saying that Trump has uh, activated the uh, Insurrection Act and supposedly Mike, uh, or, um, yeah, Mike Flynn is going to be, and as a retired general, I think that's kind of interesting that he would be, of course, they could call him back into service, I suppose, um, to head things up. Um, and supposedly within the next couple of days, we're supposed to be seeing a bunch of stuff where, you know, probably 90% of Congress is going to be arrested for, treason because it's my understanding that before they voted on Pent or on uh, Biden last week 
they were provided with uh, copies of the affidavit from the guy in Italy who you know admits to changing the votes. So they knew going in that uh, it was a fraudulent election, yet they still certified Biden, which would be, in their eyes, considered as treason. And uh, supposedly people are going to be picked up soon. I hope that's the case, but who knows? What's uh, Have you heard anything at all like that? Uh, Jim, I can go back three years and... I have gone back and I've looked at a bunch of stuff that Q said and other people have said about sealed indictments. There were hundreds of sealed indictments in 2017, mm-hmm. and it was only a matter of time till these people were arrested. And they were, you know, the Democrats. It was Hillary. It was Bill. It was all of the people involved. Uh, I, you know, just to be honest with you, I don't believe any of it. Uh, for one reason is I don't see the military doing anything because the military is controlled by the CIA and has been for quite some time. Uh, the Starting with Vietnam, the CIA controlled all of the special operations units in the military, and they have uh, since then gained control, I believe, of the entire branch of the military. And uh, they run the military for the international bankers uh, as the enforcement arm. So I don't see the military doing anything. You know, I, I think what we're having is just more of these uh, stories just to keep the people polarized, just like the impeachment thing is to polarize people. They're trying to keep the people uh, in distinct uh, factions so that uh, and I believe what they're going to do is they're going to create a false flag around inauguration they're going to blame it on the right. I mm-hmm. believe that the false flag will be conducted by uh, uh, Antifa and uh, right. other military contractors uh, in uh, dressed up as uh, Trump supporters. And I see them uh, committing some kind of heinous crime, which will uh, lead to. And, you know, the FBI came out this week and said that all the state capitals, there was going to be something going on on Inauguration Day in every state capital. Well, I read the setup here for a false flag. And if mm-hmm. you go back and take a look at, uh, you know, uh, several times, uh, Operation Northwoods was a one where they planned similar activities to try to provoke a war with Cuba. So they have this capability. They've talked about it for decades. I just see them setting up something so they can shut down completely uh, the right wing in this country, uh, the people who would stand for what is right how many of them there actually are true, but I'm saying folks like you and I and Mm -hmm. others who believe like we do, uh, they're going to use this. This is their greatest opportunity to demonize everyone who stands for uh, unalienable rights and who stands for what should be done. And I believe the uh, fait accompli of the Marxist will be surrounded by Inauguration Day. Yeah, I've been kind of wondering what's going on there, too. I know that both sides are fighting for their life. You know, Trump knows full well that if he fails that he's dead, and probably his family are, too. And, of course, the other side knows that if Trump succeeds, they're going to be hanging from a short rope. Um, and, I, you know, I think they're, you know, that's the thing I'm hearing is even though he has supposedly uh, activated the Insurrection Act, it's really, you know, it's like a... A real symphony where every single note has to be played at exactly the right time and exactly the right way in order for it to come off. And 
the question at this point is whether, you know, which side is going to have their act together the best and the most. And, um, that's how kind of how the things are going to fall. So it's, it's, even though it's looking good for them, supposedly, um, it's still going to be right down to the wire. And there's, you know, there was a, I just read an article on my other show this morning that Nancy Pelosi had contacted uh, General Berger, the commandant of the Marine Corps, and asked him to uh, provide 5,000 Marines to back up the 15,000 National Guardsmen and, you know, DHS and uh, FBI and everybody else that's going to be at the, at the Capitol this uh, next Wednesday. And he said, nope. <laughs> it was funny. Um in true Marine fashion, you know, she started pulling, tried to play the uh, patriotism card. It's his patriotic duty to be there to, uh, you know, un- to quell insurrections and stuff like that. And he just jumped all down her throat. You know, madam, <laughs> don't you say anything to me about patriotism. I've said shed blood for the country. What have you, a self-serving politician, ever done for this country? <laughs> oh, man, it was a, it was a hoot. But... Um, he basically said, uh, President Trump, you know, like I answer to the president and Trump is still the president as long as you want me to send Marines out there, then you get on the phone to Trump and convince him that that's the thing to do. If he orders me to do it, I'll do it until then go pound sand. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, you know, there's at least one branch of the military that, you know, Trump's got on his side and supposedly special forces are on his side too, which, you know, as you mentioned, the military being run by, um, the uh, CIA and there's very very close ties to the CIA and special forces. That's where they get a lot of their operators. Um, but I think there are some people in the special ops forces that have realized that you know the CIA is pretty much a scum, bunch of scum, and they're more concerned about the country and their oath of office. But um, yeah, I think uh, the next you know next several days are going to be very interesting. Um, either the stories turned out to just be stories and we're going to be stuck with Biden or, uh, you're going to see virtually all of Congress with the exception of six or seven senators and a handful of, uh, representatives all being arrested along with a bunch of, uh, the federal bureaucracy people and, uh, state governors and all kinds of things. It's, you know, the potential is there. And part of this, you know, I, I was listening to a thing by Jerome Corsi a couple of days ago where he basically uh, mentioned that uh, he was contacted, oh, well, this was 2018, 2017, when, he made, when the recording was made. He said it was about three years before that, so it was while Obama was still in office. And he was supposedly contacted by several generals who were getting ready to stage a coup on Obama. And uh, then a little while later, he gets another call saying, we've decided to hold off on that because we've talked to Donald Trump, and he's going to run, and we've agreed that will get rid of the drain the swamp once he's in office and but this all supposedly started back when Kennedy was assassinated there were supposedly 200 generals who realized what was going on realized the direction the country was going with all the scum and vowed that they weren't going to let that happen and over the course of all this time they have you know of course the generals have changed but there's still a couple hundred of them that are uh, concerned about the country and they realize that this is the point where, you know, we got to do or die. And supposedly that's what this is all culminating in is the next several days of cleaning up all this stuff. 
Um, and again, it may just be a story. It's a good story if it is, but um, we'll probably see in the next couple of days if things start to turn upside down, then maybe the stories were real. <laughs> and if not, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, um, I, you know, I would like to think that because, you know, there's no way I can. And the thing that bothers me the most is there is so much information about what has been done just in this last election, let alone all the previous ones, that how the military, the people, how we can allow someone as compromised and as criminal as Biden and Harris to ever set foot in the Oval Office. Um, that just, you know, and that's the thing that really scares me, you know, with this deal with even, even with the false flag, if they have one on Wednesday, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, if Trump doesn't full follow through, then it's going to be on the American people. And I would hope that they would stand up and find a way to stop this mess. But again, uh, who knows? Do you think uh, you think well, the American people would uh, would do that if it came to that point? Well, I have a question first before I answer that, if you don't mind. Sure. If all of these people were arrested, if all of these members of Congress and everything else were arrested, who would arrest them and where would they be placed and where who would be the judge? My understanding cases? at this point is because the Insurrection Act's been activated and the courts have shown themselves to be totally corrupt, that it would be the military, probably the Marine Corps and National Guard, uh, making the arrests, and they would supposedly be tried before military tribunals. And that's something that just recently um, they have uh, made arrangements to basically allow for uh, civilians to be tried in military tribunals because they have... Uh, and the uh, alleged reasoning is they have pretty much engaged in uh, aid and comfort to the enemy because they're all tied to China the, through this um, election fraud. China is one of the big uh, backers of it. And because these people have been involved in it, that they're basically enemies of the state. And that's how they're getting around it, I suppose. But that's my understanding is it'd be a trip to Gitmo. They'd be tried down there. And, you know, they've basically supposedly Gitmo's been enlarged considerably uh, their containment facilities. And they've also added firing squad capability along with a, I think, electric chair, if I remember right. Um, so a lot of this stuff has been in play for a while, supposedly. <laughs> Again, I don't see I don't have any documents. I just have multiple sources that are reporting it. But who knows what they're where they're getting their information. So it's all conjecture at this point, but it makes sense in one, I guess, one way of looking at it. Um, but that's basically the idea is at this point, the military would be in charge of the government and anything Congress does would be null and void um, at that point. So, you know, anyway, that's my understanding. Well, well, well Jim, this, this is like a bad dream all over again, because you know what you just described? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but it, you're right. It's a nightmare. What but, you just described is, is America 1861 under Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going back in history. He, dis, he, he discontinued the courts. He put the military in charge of everything. 
which meant that we no longer had a constitution. We no longer had a representative government. We had a dictator with the military to follow his orders. Yep. I'm not really sure that that's where this country wants to go with this. The I think the key is who is running things when, when this all happens and what their desires are for the country. It could go really well or it could go really, really bad. There's no question. Which, if you look at it, that's pretty much the way it always is. <laughs> You know, well, if it's uh, uh, here's here's the point, And this is the question I would ask. Mm-hmm. Are the people who call themselves conservatives, are they willing to completely destroy the Constitution they want to hold Democrats to? Are they willing to destroy the Constitution to have their way? I think they would look at it as restoring the Constitution. The well, one of the things they're sense. talking about here is dealing doing away, you know, because you know since the eighteen seventy one we've been incorporated allegedly, and going back to the organic constitution. So in effect, when Trump is put back in office, he would be, I think, the nineteenth president. What was uh, I think it was uh, Grant was the last president. Well, it couldn't have been because he was after uh, Lincoln. Um, when, uh, well, 1871, whoever's uh, president before and after, that's supposedly the, the cutoff election point. 1872 was Ulysses Grant. Yeah. So basically, um, it would be, you know, whatever number he was, we would be going back to like number 17 or 18 or whatever uh, as president under the Constitution. That's the idea. And, we, you know, going back to the organics and getting rid of the corporate stuff. Um so if, if that's truly what they plan on doing uh, and we kind of do a reset or a reboot and get past the, all the old corporate garbage and get back to the actual Constitution, uh, it might be a good thing if it actually well, happens you, that way. <laughs> how do you destroy the Constitution to get back to it, Jim? <laughs> well, it's been destroyed for so long, you know, and, you know, some people would say you're destroying it. Other people would say you're uh, restoring it. Um, Samuel's calling him. I'm going to see if I can merge him in here because apparently we've struck a chord. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing things out there because I know whatever's happening, if, if Biden and Harris were to actually get in, I got to think that whatever else we're planning couldn't be anywhere near as bad as what we'd be stuck with if we had those bozos. And it's definitely, you know, we're not under the Constitution at this point because they were not constitutionally elected. So, you know, we're damned if we do and damned if we don't, I guess is the best way of putting it. Uh, Let me see what uh, Samuel has to say. Samuel, you there? Yeah. Hi, Jim and Mr. Gaddy. Um, This is the way I look at it. I'll take a benevolent dictator for now, especially if the military put him in there to clean it up. And I take that over being ruled by the Chinese and eliminated by the Chinese because they sure as hell don't want us occupying the land. We, I think it's, 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 it's the dice we have, we have to throw if we're that lucky. My point. Yeah. And then, like I said, there's the option that if, if none of this happens, then, you know, basically, as it says in the Declaration of Independence, we have the right to alter and abolish. Um, and, but then, again, you're starting, from, starting over. 
Are we going to abolish the constitutional form of government, or are we just going to set it on the shelf, kick ass, take names, and then bring it back? Um, who knows? Well, there's a lot of states set up to to get out. Well, you know, here in uh, in California, Paul Preston is behind the 51st state movement, which is not Jefferson. It's it he's he's doing it. He says according to how West Virginia went out, which of course wasn't too cool either. But he's, he, he was ready, and he said that he had paperwork on Trump's desk. Now, that would just split the state. That wasn't to get out of the union. Now, I think the state that exists could very well remove itself from the union, but it would be on the side of the Chinese. Yeah, currently. Huh. Oh, well, we got... We got you know, a lot of people talk about moving and where would you go and this and that. Well, if yeah. you don't want to have, if, if you if if you want to go to a poor place, you'll have less influence because uh, corruption always follows the money, and uh, that's why California is so corrupt. It's been such a breadbasket of everything for so long. It's got Hollywood, it's got Silicon Valley, it's got agriculture, it's got minerals it's got everything and and we've been complacent with our government and we've had the dominion system longer than anybody else in this country and i still believe this is a red state what do you say mike uh, jim i'm uh, i i'm still having some uh, philosophical problems here i uh I know that probably nothing did more to destroy what this country was intended to be than did Abraham Lincoln and that administration. And to have a historian, Clinton Rossiter, say that it was uh, trying to rationalize it, saying, well, it was necessary for uh, Lincoln to destroy the Constitution in order to save it. Right. And that basically one of the same things i'm hearing now and the other part is i don't understand how people believe that the military which is completely and totally controlled by the international bankers how they think that the international bankers are going to allow this to go back to an honest system it's a good um, question but, but, but mike isn't that just the upper echelon of the military it's not the rank and file i mean and that's well, that's why i think the Joint Chiefs put out that letter. They're concerned about controlling the, the rank and file. Well, here's the thing is the rank and file went into the streets of uh, New Orleans during uh, Katrina and actually went door to door seizing weapons uh, from private owned citizens. So uh, I, I don't see anything with the rank and file especially from the reports I'm getting from people who are currently active in the military who are telling me that there's probably more gangbangers in the rank and file right now than there ever has been in the history of this country. Okay. Uh, I, I'm certainly not saying I can't be swayed one way or the other, but I just, I just can't see a Biden administration, which looks totally controlled, and including Californians that are in there, the, the highest ones, uh, aren't going to be run by the Chinese. Well, I'm not going to argue that point at all because I believe that this country went in the dumpster about uh, at least, uh, you know, 150 years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe yeah. we are reaching the termination of all of the things that happened because after the Civil War, prior to the Civil War, the Supreme Court was almost totally inactive. 
after the Civil War, the Supreme Court started running the country, especially using the not ratified 14th Amendment. Uh, the military uh, began to be controlled by the international bankers, especially right after World War II. Huge uh, operation after World War II, uh, especially then the CIA, which was originally staffed with a lot of Nazi SS folks uh, with Operation Paperclip, and the takeover of the uh, military by the CIA in so many respects. I just I think we're leaning on a paper tiger, guys. Uh, and uh, please yeah. don't think okay. there's in any way do I think that Biden and Harris are good for this country. They're totally illegal. They're totally unconstitutional. But I'm not sure that we're looking to the right people uh, as a savior. So what would you be preparing for? Or how would you want to see it worked out? Well, what I would like to see is not going to happen, guys. And I, I'm pretty sure of that uh, because we have depended for so long. Uh, one side of the political spectrum is just as corrupt as the other. It's been proved time and time and time again. Yep. And, and we just seem to walk away and forget about it. When I saw... The wonderful Republican Party support John McCain, a traitor to the country and a traitor to his fellow POWs. And I saw then, then after John McCain, I saw the Republican Party support Mitt Romney <laughs> when Mitt Romney was the only governor ever to pass an assault weapons ban. And then not only that, but he created Obamacare in its infancy. And yet the Republicans supported him because he was a Republican. When those things began to happen in this country, we lost uh, any objectivity in the political branch. Oh, yeah. I do not believe there's a political option out there that is going to straighten us out. Well, one, one thing I heard that I thought may have a chance would be if we can get constitutional sheriffs in our counties everywhere and then rebuild our counties from the bottom up. Grand well, juries, I think it's going to have to be local. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you there. Go ahead. No, I was done. Thank you. Uh, the, uh, you know, it's really hard to have a constitutional sheriff when the 95% of them wouldn't know the Constitution could hit them in the ass. Uh, <laughs> That's I, exactly right. I, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about personal experience. I'm talking about people like uh, uh, Sheriff Mack, who was down in Graham County, uh, Arizona, who violated the Constitution as a sheriff probably more than anybody, and he used his platform as the constitutional sheriff to make money. He was taken off of that uh, case, uh, the Prince case. He was taken off of it for a reason. He had too much history. And when you look at people like Mac, who was a sheriff in Graham County, which is about 80% Mormon, Mac is a Mormon and he couldn't get reelected. You have to ask yourself why. Wow. And then Mac is also the one at the Bundy Ranch who said, oh, well, let's put the women in front. If somebody gets shot, let's make sure it's the women. That's on tape, folks. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, you know, we have uh, constitutional sheriffs. I have, and I've talked to a bunch of them in several states over the past 10 to 12 years. And I tell you what, the, the knowledge that most of them have, you could fit on a pinhead and have room for a Cadillac. Well, Roger has asked me to take his book to our county sheriff, who has stood up against the governor and said, hell no, we're not enforcing any of that crap. 
Well, I'm I'm agreeing that there are a few. I didn't say there are none. There's one in Well County, Colorado, that has stood up to everybody and told them to take a hike. And Well County, okay. Colorado is talking about seceding. So there are a few, but there's 3,700 and some counties in this uh, uh, country. And so out of 3,700 uh, sheriffs, we may have 10 that are constitutional sheriffs. That's, that's not a good average, guys. Nope. It's going to take a long time to educate the rest. Because the people, the, and all of this falls back on the people. Jefferson said people get the government they deserve, and, and the yep. people deserve exactly what's happening to them because they elected people because of politics and not because of their oath to the Constitution. When they have a political—I went to several political debates in many places, and when you start asking candidates— uh, I've asked candidates constitutional questions during political debates in various counties, and the people boo you because they don't want they they didn't want constitutional questions asked of the candidates. Mm. You cannot they like your candidate, them. and you don't you want to make elect, them look stupid. Yeah, you can't elect someone to do a job that they don't know. You know, what if we elected brain surgeons by their political parties? Or their looks. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've made our own mistakes with this, guys. We've, we've gotten ourselves into a position, and now we're wishing and hoping. We're wishing there were constitutional sheriffs. We were, we're wishing that there were people in the military who actually understood their, uh, their oath that they took. And the very first thing, and guys, in 2003... I gave a presentation at Fort Huachuca, Arizona, to the graduating class of military intelligence. And the post, post uh, uh, commander was there. Uh, there were quite a few people. And one of the things in my presentation I started talking about was adhering to your oath. And re I read the oath, and I said, look, the first thing that comes is do faith and allegiance to the Constitution. That comes before following lawful orders yep. and priority. And guys, when I finished my presentation, the front row of flag officers got up off that, uh, got up out of their chairs and got out of that auditorium so fast you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you do not get promoted in the military because you stand for the Constitution. You get promoted in the military because you follow orders. Mm -hmm. And yeah, look, there's no change of the command, bonus though, from what you, you just told them. <laughs> So they're going to have to walk out, right? <laughs> right. Well, uh, the thing that was uh, thing that was amazing to me is when I was giving that presentation. Now, this is uh, in the run up to Iraq, and you, uh, I was there were uh, three flag officers on the front row and several other colonels uh, who were sitting there. And as I was giving this presentation on the uh, oath of enlistment that they take. And I was giving that oath, and I was going through it word by word. Those people sitting on the front row were squirming like they were, uh, you know, uh, Jews at a Nazi convention. <laughs> they don't want to hear it. I promise you, they do not want to hear it. One of the last ones, and Jim, you, you may remember him, and I talked with him personally, and I know what happened to him uh, at the Pentagon. Are you familiar with uh, Marine Corps General Anthony Zinni? I've heard the name. I'm not real familiar with the man himself. 
Well, Tony Zinni was probably the most well-versed man on the Middle East in the military in the year of 2001, 2002, 2003 era. And when, uh, when Bush first got into office in 2001, one of the first things Donald Rumsfeld did was he took a uh, plan for a military invasion of Iraq to uh, uh, Shinseki, who was the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. And he said, here, prepare an invasion plan for Iraq. Now, this is within weeks after Bush took office. This is before 9-11. And so Shinseki gets Anthony Zinni and brings him in on the planning stage. When they got their plan for invasion ready for for the uh, Secretary of Defense, Rumsfeld, they took it to him, and they were going to use 500,000 troops to go into Iraq for the invasion. And Rumsfeld, and I got this from one of the participants, one of the people who was there. He said, Rumsfeld took their plan, threw it in the trash can, and said, we're going to use shock and awe. And Zinni says, there's no way that will work, sir. They are munitions all over that place. They've got them in bunkers. They've got them everywhere. And they will use them against our military. This war will last for 20 years. And uh, that's when uh, Rumsfeld said, oh, it'll be a cakewalk. Well, when they left, Zinni went down, filled out his retirement papers, and he retired. Smart man. And he he was one that I tell you, if there are some like him left, and well, Shinseki was the same way because after Shinseki mm-hmm. said no, I can't, I can't support this. Shinseki, as a uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, was relegated almost to a closet size office. And they brought in this Air Force guy and made him chairman of the Joint Chiefs because Shinseki wouldn't follow the, wouldn't follow the orders. Yeah, and we've seen that over and over. Look what happened in World War, you know, before World War II in Pearl Harbor. You know, well, was, look at look at what happened to Patton. The yeah. Guys, uh, Patton's uh, assassination, and that's what it was. It wasn't an accident. Patton's mm-hmm. assassination was a combined effort between between the NKVD and the OSS. Mm-hmm. We helped the Russians get rid of Patton. No, remember the bonus march back, you know, the end of world between World War One and World War Two, when the guys were camped out in D.C. and the military was called in. Who was it? It was MacArthur and Patton <laughs> that basically. No, it was MacArthur, 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 Patton, Eisenhower was a low enlist, was a low ranking officer at the time, but it was mm-hmm. the military went in and the military went in and turned against their own veterans. Yeah. They were following orders. So that's, you know, like I said, it's a crapshoot right now. I don't know that there's going to be any good outcome, but <laughs> it's, you know, the matter. Well, of- yeah, no, I, 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 I was, I was, I was thinking that if Trump doesn't and can't or whatever, isn't capable of using the military and he just leaves office and Biden gets in, I'm worried about the amount of blood that's going to be in the streets because of that. Well, I would say well, that, I, you know, Trump would be committing I treason by leaving office. <laughs> yeah. You know, if Trump's... Get down on your knees and pray. It's going to happen. If and Trump's of uh, oath things. of office says that he has to, uh, you know, it's up to him to support and uphold the Constitution, and he knows that the Constitution's being violated by him stepping down, <laughs> you know, what he's between a rock and a hard place. You know, I think what, what's going on right now is I've this, this country's playing Russian roulette with a semi-automatic pistol. Thing. 
Would you say that's a good analogy, Mike? Yes. Uh, well, guys, here's one of the things, though, that I think of so often. The Anti-Federalists and uh, our founding era, who were the brightest, most intelligent people probably in the history of this country, did not want a standing army for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because they yeah. knew that when the government came became corrupt, the government would use them. Mm. Now, how do we expect officers who obviously have violated their oath to the Constitution already uh, by going into wars that were not declared by Congress, how do we expect them to suddenly decide to honor the Constitution? Well, good question. You know, I would, you know, the way I'm looking at it is they've been between a rock and a hard place. They finally got a commander-in-chief who is serious about his oath and wants to restore things and... You know, hopefully there's some people who say, hey, this guy might be wanting to actually bring things back to where they should be. Let's get behind him. Maybe. Like I said, I don't know that there's any good approach or any good outcome. Um, we just have to kind of weigh what the potential things are as opposed to what is pretty much a given if we do nothing. And... You know, I I think almost any shot in the dark and, you know, taking a stab at something is better than what we're going to end up with Biden and Harris. And the thing is, is if, if, if they do get in, you can forget about the Constitution. You can forget about ever having an election again because they will make sure that if there's an election, it's always going to come their way. Now, that's been proven already. So, you know, we got to do something or we're screwed is the way I'm looking at it question is what can we do and how's it going to turn out well jim the thing that bothers me about that is throughout history when people are desperate they very rarely make good decisions yep no no argument there yeah but you know biblically I, I, always, I always think about uh, samuel you know the last of the judges when uh, when the israelites want to have uh, a king um, like everybody else around them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Samuel feels bad because he thinks they're going against him, right? And the Lord tells him, no, it's me they hate, not yep. you. Yep. Yeah, First Samuel, uh, Second Samuel chapter 8, and uh, he also tells them, let them have a king, and this is what will happen to them. Right. And it has happened yep. to us. Yep. Yep. We have chosen a king, and we wanted a king. And we have exactly what was described in those uh, verses. Exactly. I've used that on several occasions in my presentation. <laughs> Stiff-necked. Yep. question is, how do we get out of it now? Well, I think anytime you have something this big, guys being a student of history, there comes a purge. There's always this purge. There's always this thing that happens. And... The thing that scares the pants off of me is this right now, to be honest with you, and I know we're probably jumping ship here, but I see if they, uh, if Biden and Harris get in there, and again, you know, I, I certainly would never be in favor of that in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but I see if they get in there, the vaccine's going to become mandatory. Masks are going to become mandatory, uh, and we are going to have utter chaos. 
But I am not sure there is a way out of that right now. People have voted for this. They have voted for the lesser of two evils until that's what they have. They have evil. They've got Mm -hmm. it full force. Yep. And like they say, you can vote yourself into communism, but you got to shoot your way out. Well, and that (laughs) is, uh, this is uh, full-fledged Marxism, which is mostly what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. One of the other things, guys, and no one has thrown this one out, and this one concerns me too, is uh, we know of these, uh, what we call mercenary forces that have been employed by our government, Blackwater and uh, Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle started an organization. I think they're still active. Uh, And there were pictures of those operatives at the Boston Marathon bombing uh, in uh, official capacities. So how much of these uh, rental warriors are going to be used in some kind of uh, uh, false flag on Inauguration Day? It's entirely possible. They were used heavily in Katrina down in New Orleans. They were the ones, you know, it was some our we had some of our military, but we had a lot of black uh, Blackwater folks that were going around, and they were the ones that were really doing the atrocities, the old people and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, like I said, the next week or so is going to be really interesting. Paul Preston here in California, of course, they're everywhere now in the, in the United States, MS-13. Mm-hmm is linked to the drug cartels coming out of uh, the south of here, and um, they're connected to the Chinese, according to him. Well, I think that is exactly right. But, guys, what was the origin of MS-13? I don't know. I don't recall. Okay, the founders of MS-13 came from our uh, special operations units operating in Central and South America during the 1980s when we went oh, in yeah. there and arbitrarily assassinated people. Mm. And those, uh, the children and relatives of those people formed MS-13. So we created yeah. our own damn game. Exactly. Always yeah. the way. <laughs> I know that. that, that, that I, I've seen that talked about. I mean, we were brutal down there, and they just picked up our own brutality and brought it back to us. Well, guys, we actually taught them at Fort Benning in the, uh, what did they call that, the uh, School of the Americas? Mm-hmm. We actually we actually trained some of these people, like Daniel Ortega and others, who uh, went into their countries and were brutal, and we put our people behind that. And, you know, I, I know we complain about our election being messed with. Guys, we've been messing with other countries' elections since the 1950s. Easily, if not more. Yeah. And sometimes your chickens come home to roost. Yep. What goes around comes around. Because look what we did in 1954 in Iran, where we deposed a legally elected official, Mozadik, where we uh, deposed him and put in the Shah, and it's been downhill ever since in Iran. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Moriarty's who were in Libya when we went in there. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, terrible. Yeah, the stories they tell compared to what, you know, Hillary and company put out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Things were, Gaddafi was actually doing some good things for his people. We made our own nest, guys. 
we've made our own nest. Now we're going to have to live in it. Yep. Well, you know, the if 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 Biden and Harris do get in, and you're you're probably right as far as the vaccines and masks and all that kind of junk, it'll be medical tyranny, and that may be the dividing factor where people just say, "That's it," you know. Ballot box hasn't well, worked. Time to go to the cartridge box. Jim, Jim I was trying to think uh, uh, what was the crazy uh, congressman, uh, the black guy in, uh, who was crazy from New York. From oh, help um, me with his name. I'm having a brain cramp. Uh, New York. Oh yeah, he was he was the crazy rabid. He he supported. Remember, he came up with that Shawanda Bradley or Tawana Bradley or whatever her name was with all that fake story and all the other stuff. I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm having a brain fart too. <laughs> well, here here's here's the thing that, and I wrote an article back then, and I said we need to elect him for president <laughs> because the right wing in this country, the people who actually stand for what's right are never going to get off of their butts as long as they think they can elect somebody right. to do it. And if they need what they need is socialism shoved right down their right down their throats. Because most people will take it in small doses, the old bull in the bowling the frog syndrome. Mm-hmm. Robert but, just sent you know, me a note. He said Al Sharpton, but you were sounds, actually thinking of somebody that was in Congress, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, as I crazy as it sounds right now yeah, you really Maybe have to have the shock what we factor. we need is to have, have this Marxism shoved right down our throats. Mm-hmm. That might be what, unfortunately, you know, with all the, the public fool system and the fluoridated water, we have become so dumbed down and docile that it probably would take something like that to, to really get people off their butts to, you know. But if we're able to do it through the Insurrection Act and get rid of some of these people and get back to a halfway decent position, would that be better? <laughs> Just well, throwing it out you know, there. The thing, that I, the thing I see, Jim, is I never see good things come out of stuff like what happened with Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, and everybody, you know, they were supporting Lincoln, and he put the uh, newspapers in jail. He put uh, a member of Congress, had a member of Congress kicked out of the country. He put 30,000 people in prison. He put the legislature of Maryland in jail. Uh, no. Uh, and what bothers me is the fact that there are so many people right now on the right, uh, people we call the right conservative element, who would gladly do that if they thought they were getting rid of Democrats. Mm-hmm. They would violate any rule, any sanction, anything whatsoever, just to get even with the Democrats. If you get that flowing around in your head, if you're more if you're more concerned with getting rid of Democrats than you are preserving liberty, and I know we, doing both, doing one might get you the other, but yeah. we can't violate all the rules. Right. Because then we become just like they are. Well, that's that's something you know, that's very interesting that you bring that up. And uh, what I've been seeing all along through most of the more credible uh, information sources I've been getting is that the reason this has taken as long as it has is because they're trying to do everything by the book. They're trying to follow all the laws, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and make sure that when they do this, they will basically be doing it lawfully and at this point they're not trying to get rid of democrats they're trying to get rid of traitors whether they're r or d after their name and that's why i'm saying the vast majority of congress will be history including the republicans um 
you know, and the vote last week was one of the deciding factors that, you know, because they were presented with evidence showing that the election was, was fraud, fraudulent, and yet they still voted to um, certify Biden, that vote was treasonous in its, by its very nature because they were presented with evidence showing the opposite, and they still went ahead and did it. Uh, I think those are the kind of things, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can to, you know, you know, and Trump is good at this. He basically, it's the Sun Tzu's art of war. You always show yourself, present yourself as weak when you're strong. And he's sitting back and just letting them do their thing. So they just walk right into all the traps. And um, they've supposedly got all the proof that they need to wrap all these turkeys up including, you know, a lot of the people in the press, which, you know, CNN, you know, can't really call them press. They're just propaganda. Uh, but all those people that here, they have been promoting all this stuff. Apparently they've got them tied to China and that kind of thing. So whatever they're doing is they're looking at treason for most of these people. Um, and at that point, you know, they're, they're doing it lawfully. They're not, they're not just picking up people because, you know, they don't like them or whatever or their political affiliations, if if they're supportive of the Constitution, they're staying, and if they're against it, they're gone. Um, but, again, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, we'll have to see if it plays out that way, um, if it plays out and anything happens at all. You know, we could all be sitting here thinking that the shoe's going to drop at any second, and at 1 o'clock or noon or whatever it is next Thursday, next Wednesday, Biden could raise his right hand and be sworn in, and it's like, well, okay, that didn't work. Now what are we going to do? So that at that point, I think it'll probably wait until he actually starts pulling his uh, dictatorial stuff. And that's when, you know, maybe people will stand up on their hind legs and say, no, we ain't putting up with this anymore. But Well, Jim, you just nailed it, in my opinion. I don't depend on the military to do anything. Uh, you know, and if we wanted to get rid of the crooks and corruption in this country, uh, what I would arrest all of the leaders of the FBI and the CIA before I arrested anybody in Congress. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but they all need to go. But here's the thing. And here's where we're on the horns of a dilemma is the fact that if our own rules say that you cannot implement a military tribunal and military rule as long as the civilian courts are open. That is That has been ruled on on multiple occasions. So if we can't do that, are there any honest judges? I'm not sure there are, because you don't get to be a judge if you don't have political support. Right especially a federal judge. You're not going to be a federal judge if you don't have a politician behind you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you owe, you, you, you owe, you owe your soul to start with. Plus the law schools in this country for the past 40 years have been the bastions of Marxism. Right. Many, many of the law professors now brag about their socialism. Man. You know, guys, one yeah. one thing that ne- never gets discussed in our in our groups here is uh, if somebody like Dane Wigington is right and Mother Nature is in full collapse, none of this political stuff is going to mean anything. 
Well, I have said on many occasions, and I've said it here with Jim, and I've said it on my program on multiple occasions, uh, you know, the one thing that nobody plans for, and I've been in the elements in, in the intelligence field where you make multiple plans for stuff, and but it's always brought up. The one thing you cannot plan for is divine intervention. Yeah, that's for sure. But our problem is, you know, we are not a Christian nation. Not anymore. <laughs> well, you know, Jim, uh, how in the world could we ever plead our case for being a uh, Christian nation when we've murdered millions of unborn exactly. in the womb? Yeah. You know, that's the old thing. If you were accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? And in this day and age, uh, not so much. You know, the one thing I honestly believe that the one thing that's kept us, uh, you know, above the surface for as long as it has is the fact that we send out so many missionaries to other countries. Trouble is, we need to start sending them out to this country. Um, this well, is one of the biggest mission fields you could ever find, and we, we've really dropped the ball here. Are you familiar with Charles Finney? Mm-hmm. Charles Finney uh, said that uh, when you find a problem, regardless of where that problem is in your society, you will find the 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 problem originated in the pulpit. Yep. Yeah, that's how we we got the first revolution after the Great Awakening, which was between fifty and seventy years of you know damnation preaching about freedom and that kind of stuff. And we don't have those kind of pulpits anymore in this country, and that's what scares me. The vast majority of churches have gone the government route with five hundred one c three and all that kind of stuff, and we're just basically you know, treading water at this yeah, point. Yeah, it, it, it's all designer religion. We've got mm -hmm. something like 43,000 different Christian religions in the world right now, yeah. and there's, I guess, something like two a day are, yeah. are propagated. Yeah, most of them are just social clubs with steeples. That's the sad thing. Social yep. clubs for losers. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're almost <laughs> out of time. I wanted to get in here real quick. Mike's got two websites. Uh, rebelmadman.com and embracingtheobvious.com both of those are linked on my site on the links page so you can get there easily and mike tell us how you can uh, we can hear your other shows that you do well uh jim tonight uh, we're having a program on uh, blog talk radio uh it's called uh, handling the truth and tonight we are talking with uh, some folks who have real good information about uh Chinese troops in Canada and Chinese troops in um, Mexico and possibly Chinese troops being trained on an Indian reservation. So this would be good. We have that one. And then tomorrow I do a program called uh, Dare to Think Out Loud on Revolution Radio. And then uh, Sunday evening we have uh, Addicted to Your Own Destruction on Revolution Radio. Man, I'll tell you what, this one tonight sounds interesting. <laughs> and plus, we've got all our, uh, you know, military, the, the the flotillas on the east and west coast. Uh, could be some interesting stuff coming down the pike. You know, that's it's all going to be interesting the next month or two. But we are out of time. Mike, I really appreciate it. This has been an excellent show. And uh, Samuel, thanks for being here. Everybody else, appreciate you listening. Uh, take care of your bodies because the only place you have to live will be back live on Monday. Until then, take care and God bless. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys.